Hello, you are listening to Prophetess Vanetta Moore, and I am going to be talking about prophetic healing today. And I would like to thank you for taking this moment to invest in your spiritual bank this morning that you would get valuable information that you are going to need to understand healing and that God wants you to be healed. God wants you to be whole. He doesn't want us to be sick and in pain. He doesn't want us to you know, not be able to enjoy life. So we're discussing prophetic healing because there's been a question for a while. Is there a such thing as prophetic healing? Is there a such thing as prophetic? Yes. Is there a such thing as healing? Yes. So that would kind of make sense. And what I did with this study on prophetic healing, uh, coming from, let's first start with the Word. Starting with the Word of God is always a good place. You can never go wrong. When you listen and you read the Word of God and you get it down in your spirit, there's no way you can go wrong. It just dispels every ounce of doubt that you may have about things concerning your life. So let us go to 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, the 4th through the 10th verse. And we're talking about prophetic healing. Is there such thing as prophetic healing and what is it? The Word of God says in chapter 12, 1 Corinthians, Starting at the fourth verse, and I'm going to stop at 10. It says, now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are differences in ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing the same spirit. To another, working of miracles. To another, prophecy. Mm -hmm. And to another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. And to another, interpretation of tongues. So all of this has been given to all of us for the profit of us all. For us to benefit from all of the diversities of gifts. So what I did in my word study, I took the word prophetic and I took the word healing. Now when it comes to prophetic, I drew out three main things concerning prophetic. And with healing, I took out three main things concerning healing. That way we can get a rounder perspective on prophetic healing. Now when I look at prophetic, I see the word visionary. I see the word impractical. I see the word unreasonable. When I step over to healing, I see restoration. I see renewal. Revitalization. So, there's a lot that's combined with prophetic healing. And now we understand by the word of God that all of that is, is uh, part of the gift of the spirit. Of the same spirit with all of these different things. Now, understanding prophecy, prophecy is to speak that which is to come, uh, may speak of things that you don't know about. A lot of people have it confused that, con that uh, prophecy is only confirmation. Not so if you have the, if you have the spirit of the, sp the spiritual gift word of knowledge. Word of knowledge tells you something that you didn't know before. So how can you have confirmation of something you didn't know before? So, therefore, prophetic healing has a gift also of word of knowledge, prophecy, 
and healing. Okay, prophetic healing. Prophetic healing is a combination of those various gifts that are coming across to you either by way of a ministry team, a church, or a minister, or a prophet, or somebody that's, that's administering and telling you what's going on with your, with, your, with your spiritual life concerning healing. Okay, so what, what is required for prophetic healing? You must have like a, a background in operating in revelatory gifts of the Spirit. You have to be a believer in the gifts of the Spirit. There's no need to operate in something that you don't understand or believe in. So your, your setting has to be conducive for prophetic healing. How is that? Do you have believers around you that talk about revelatory and spiritual gifts? Is there a community that builds your faith concerning the gifts of the Spirit? So that would be uh, first thing first because you want to you wanna have a, a positive atmosphere. Believing in what the Word of God says. I remember that in part of a scripture where Jesus came to do a healing and the people doubted and even laughed at him. And what he did, he put him out. So... He, he he put himself in a situation where there was nothing faith surrounding him, even if it was just him by himself. Now, talking about Jesus, Jesus was prophesied to come. The Messiah would heal the blind. Isaiah prophesied all the healing concerning Jesus Christ. Isaiah 35 and 5 said that he will heal the blind, the deaf, and in Isaiah uh, 35, 6, said he would heal the lame and dumb. Isaiah 42, the seventh, uh, the seventh verse, said he would heal the blind once again. So he, he got it down there twice, he said it. Then Isaiah 53 said that he would have a healing ministry. All of this was fulfilled in the Gospel of Mark 10, Mark 7, Matthew 12, Matthew 9, and Luke 6. So everything that was prophesied by Isaiah had been fulfilled. Amen. Because God is not a man that he should lie. So when it comes down to prophetic healing, why do we need prophetic healing? It's almost like a supernatural diagnostic system. Some people need healer need healing and they really don't know what's going on with them in terms of a diagnosis you know they simply might not have access to to receive medical attention or mental health care and things like that and God will step in he would use the people of God by his spirit to reveal these things and you know you might have a question well how do I um how do I operate in prophetic healing you operate by faith according to the word the bible in, in james talks about that if any of you lacks wisdom let him ask of god who gives generously without uh any stipulation so if you want to know something and you lack wisdom go ahead ask god it goes on to say that he must ask in faith without doubting. And you remember what I said about doubting. You have to have an atmosphere and a mindset of nothing but faith. 
even if somebody comes to you and, and they got doubt, that's not going to help you. You can go and read a scripture, but if you got somebody in your ear that's going against what the word or going against what you believe in God for, that's not what the word of God says. The God said he must act, the Bible said he must act in faith without doubt. And for the one who doubt is like surf of the sea. It's driven and tossed by the wind, meaning you'll be going back and forth in your mind. For that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being double-minded and unstable in all his ways. Because God wants you to be stable in your faith. God wants you to be stable in what he wants to, to give you. And many people are not hearing God because they're not coming to him. But their attitude about their situation, they are grumpy, they're angry, mad, and miserable about their health situation. But God doesn't, are just operating against your faith. Um, you know, then when they get information that's, that's helpful, encouraging, and healing, they can't receive because they have built up this whole thing. They're mad at God. They're mad at themselves. They're mad at everybody. And it's hard for them to start receiving. But our God gives words of wisdom and knowledge to everybody. It don't matter what you did to get sick now that you're coming to him in faith god is generous to bless you with the faith that you need you come to him in faith and say lord i don't know what's going on what i need to do he's going to give you or tell you all knowledge and all things without finding fault well who calls this why is that person sick they must sometimes people don't have to do anything you know, they can be a, a good person and get sick. These are mortal bodies. Things happen. Okay, and moving on to prophetic healing. One of the components is word of knowledge. Word of knowledge and prophetic healing is when you can verbalize what God is showing you or what God is showing that he's doing that nobody knew about. It's like God giving you knowledge on something. You can say, you know, the God can tell you, I can see God doing, I remember that I was in a service and God showed me this, this woman's face and he kept showing me, but he was showing me her circulatory system and her blood. You know, he was just showing me little symbols and things about her. And then he started to reveal to me what he was doing, doing to her. God was saying that he was cleansing her blood and I was telling her, According to the spirit of knowledge, according to the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit was feeding me like it was a spiritual download. And so she confirmed that's exactly how I've been feeling. She didn't have a diagnosis. She didn't know what was going on with her. But God said what he was going to do for her regarding healing. And that is what an example of prophetic healing is when it comes to the word of knowledge kicking in to give that information that we both didn't have before i didn't have this information before and neither did she but god said okay it's time for her prophetic healing amen so during in the in the midst of prophetic healing you you must stay positive you must believe the word of god and what he's saying and there's a textbook example of word of knowledge and prophetic healing um there's different styles of miracle healing and we really need to stop 
judging how God chooses to, what avenue he chooses to heal people. Because it's diversities of gifts. The Bible says, I'm going to take you back to the word. It says there are different kinds of administrations of gifts. Different interpretations of tongues. Another, the working of miracles to another prophecy. All these different time, kinds of diversities of activity. Number, number six in uh, chapter 12 says, and there are diversities of activities that work in all but the same God. So, God is very busy when it comes to the healing department. So, somebody might say, I see the Lord healing your eyes, and it happens. Some people say, Jesus heals you in, in his name. Some might say, get up and take up your bed and walk. Just like Peter told Aeneas, he said, get up and roll up your mat with a command. It happened. It looks like Peter blended it with the gift of healing, the, the commanding with the gift of healing. And that's a type of that's a type of activity, a different of diversity to get healing to come across. And the person must have already had faith in Jesus or have faith in the God that Peter served for him to get up and do it. It takes faith. So if you go to when we're talking about one of many gifts in, in doing and operating in prophetic healing, if you go to John, the fifth chapter, the 19th verse, it says, Jesus says, I tell you the truth. The son can't do anything by himself. I'm just paraphrasing. He does only what he sees the father doing. And whatever the father does, the son does also. In coinciding interpretation, and no Christian should ever do anything other than what they see God doing. Some might think that the scripture excludes other commands in the Bible for believers to use their authority. We're supposed to use our authority because Jesus used his authority because of who he belonged to. Because God gave him the authority to do it over, you know, uh, sickness, disease, demons, and everything. So the scripture teaches that we have a partnership with God. It don't teach that, that we can't do anything, that we can't command things to happen because we're following after the Son. The Son followed after, after, after God. And he said, greater works shall you do in my name. So, with the, with the prophetic healing, you know, we have been, some of us have been afraid and fear is the enemy of faith. Doubt is the enemy of faith. So you can't believe if you have fear and doubt. And nor can you do any, any acts or any demonstrations of prophetic healing. I'm going to back up a little bit because my word bank had a lot of material, had a lot of meat in it. And I think I just nibbled on it and I didn't um, tear some things off. When it comes down to prophetic, prophetic is being a visionary you have to see what God say see you have to say what he says but we're talking about seeing what God sees on a person seeing you know God may illuminate parts of their body just to, to let you know it's so many different ways like I said you can't exclude how God will or won't heal somebody some things are impractical 
It's it's not a typical practice. You know, taking taking spit and putting it on somebody's eyes with mud, that's impractical. And the other part would be unreasonable, impractical and unreasonable things, things that don't make sense, things that don't add up, but it manifests the healing that's needed. And uh, how the, the prophet told the man that was sick, he told him to dip in the pool seven times, and that was a dirty, nasty sewage pool. But he saw that man's healing. God showed that man's healing to the prophet to tell him, tell him go dip seven times. Healing comes with some time. It comes with instruction. Sometimes healing is just spoken over you. So that man had to believe in the word of God. He had to believe somewhere faith was lurking around, walking around, spending time with him. For him to decide to go and dip in a dirty, nasty sewage pool to get healed seven times now not one dip but you got to dip seven times to become healed it, it'll take you out of the norm that's a demonstration of do you believe god or or you don't how far will you go to get your healing it's it's you have to you know prophetic is visionary what do you see it's impractical you're not used to doing the traditional thing to be healed. It's unreasonable. It don't add up, not even with science. It don't even add up to what just happened. Now let us move over to the word healing. Healing is restoration, renewal, and revitalization. So all of this visionary stuff that we didn't see before and then God revealed it to us that this is what it is, or the impractical things that he tells or instructs a prophet or your pastor to do or tell you to do to be healed. Or the unreasonable stuff that don't add up. It brings forth restoration, renewal, and revitalization. And why do you need this restoration, renewal, and revitalization? And we're not just talking about physical healing. We're talking about mental healing also. Yes, there's a such thing as physical illness and mental illness. Jesus performed both physical illness and mental illness. Mental illness, when people suffer from being tormented from demons, Jesus Christ operated with a command. He didn't have to use the mud, the spit in, in the dirt this time. He used the command and said, come out of him. And the mental healing, the restoration of the mind, the renewing of the mind, the revitalization of the mind took place. Or saying, take up your bed and walk. Just different things by command or by the action of doing, doing things. And I think when it comes down to ministry and church, Sometimes we can be so spiritually minded till we know earthly good. And I think this is where a lot of us have accused people of witchcraft when God was actually using them in prophetic healing. But because we didn't understand the components of prophetic healing, we threw it out the window. And that's why many of our saints are walking around here sick and God been giving us the cures for he's been telling us what to do, what not to eat, 
what to eat and we throw it out the window and we the bible said i will not have you ignorant and we've been walking around here being spiritually ignorant having a self-righteous spirit judging things wrong and i just read to you that it says in the word of god that there were different activities to bring forth healing and the lord said greater works shall you, shall you do jesus did works spiritual works the prophet did spiritual works what sense would it make for a man to lay himself on top of a child and the child come back to life it made no impractical or uh, it was unreasonable but he saw himself god gave him that image to say this is what i need you to do and the prophet obeyed the lord and that and brought the boy back to life restore him back to life even the the disciples they were apostles their shadows would even heal people that's that's impractical that's unreasonable it don't make no sense but it happens they had prayer cloths and things that's where we get this stuff from on on tv but we judge too quickly how god works we throw it out and find ourselves still sick that's like somebody giving you a key to everything that you need you got the faith to go to the house but you won't even turn the key to get in there to get what you need because you got doubt and you got fear around you worried about what somebody gonna think if you stand in the healing line you worried about what somebody gonna think if you as a pastor start laying hands on people the Bible, what the Bible say? It say, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It's an activity. It's an action that we got to keep practicing. We got to keep practicing. And, and then you worry, you worry about the occult world and about what they're doing. They're doing that thing. It may not be right, but they're active and they're busy. And they're causing things to manifest. And we ought to be doing things to manifest what God told us to do. No, the churches that they ain't laying hands that is going in and having service. They ain't asking is nobody sick. Do anybody need hands laid on? The demonstration of miracles need to return back to the church. The prophetic needs to return back to the church. It's to edify us, to strengthen us, to show the world for us. It's for unbelievers. It's for unbelievers to see who God is. And then you get mad when they go run to these people that, that do, do the occult works. And the, and the enemy going to manifest it for them so he can keep them. So he can, you know, keep them and bring them down. But we're not doing our works in the church. That's what we need to be doing. This power that we have can, cannot be reckoned with. This power that we have is not comparable at all to anything. But we just won't, we just won't do it. Why? Because of fear and doubt. So prophetic healing, it is necessary. Prophetic healing is for us all without discrimination. Being sick is not a sin. However, it could be the result of sin, but it does not mean that you can't be healed. God is a forgiving God. 
So you can be healed of sickness, regardless of how it came about. Once I said again, just because somebody is sick, it doesn't mean that somebody did wrong to be sick. However, it can be the manifestation of sin. Healing can result from praying, from repenting, from prayer, and faith. It can result from just hearing God's word. This power belongs to, to the Lord. It belongs to God. Jesus possessed this power when he walked on earth. And we have been given that. It was given to the apostles. And now it's given to us as a gift. These are internal, eternal gifts that are in, in heaven, of heaven. You know, spiritual healing is only in God. Through Christ, through the, through the gospel, it's for people who are brokenhearted. If you go to Psalms 147, it's for people who are brokenhearted. Spiritual healing is for people who, you know, are repentant or need to be to repent. Spiritual healing is for the faithful. If you go to um, Malachi, the fourth chapter, second verse, I think, you go there and you will see that Healing is for the faithful. It's necessary. Healing is necessary. Because, as I said before, man can sin and bring on sickness. So it's ne spiritual healing is necessary. Man can backslide. So it's necessary. So he can get up back up on his feet. Be restored back into the body of Christ to continue to do the works that God assigned for him. Amen. And to be healthy, God wants you to be, be uh, free from disease, you know. And, and we, you know, we like to eat and stuff, but we have to do everything in moderation. We can bring on, uh, be destructive when we don't look out for these vices like overeating. You know, not being obedient. Doing, you know, doing things we ain't got no business. That, that can bring on, you need to stay out of the line of, of, you know, causing it to come upon you. And the things that can keep you healthy is exercise. Eating the right food. Keeping your attitude positive. Don't, you know, start, don't put yourself in stressful environments all the time. Remove yourself from stressful environments. Being obedient to God's word, being obedient to his will, those are the things that will help develop and keep your health, keep you happy, to keep you, hey, keep it moving so that you can do those spiritual works and be a blessing to other, other people in your life. And I chose that song, Lord, Do It, to build your faith. That God will do it according to his word. God is faithful. And God will do it.
Hey, hey, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to CFO Nations Radio on Anchor FM. Good morning. I'm your host, Prophetess Vanetta Chisholm Moore, and it's good to be in the land of the living. And this morning, I would like to talk about seeking the Lord and seeking the Lord. We go through life and we have many questions about things that we're going through, things that other people are going through. We may ask, why did this happen? Or if I had done things differently, would this um, have had a different outcome? And one thing I can definitely tell you about seeking God, and one thing I can definitely tell you about life, nobody has the answers but Him. The Bible tells us about seeking God and Corinthians first Corinthians hold on one second I'm sorry that would be first Chronicles the 16th chapter and the 11th verse it says to seek the Lord and his strength seek his presence continually and when we are seeking seeking means to come to a resort let let that be your resort continually If you have a question, if you're confused about anything in life, about your direction, the Bible also says to uh, acknowledge God in all your ways and he will direct your path. So with that being said, nobody can actually give you an answer. You can seek wisdom and advice, but God is all knowing and he wants us to come to him to get the right answer, to get the right direction. If you're constantly dependent on someone to tell you which way to go, you're really not learning or developing your ear to hear God for yourself. You can always find what God would would say, his, his uh, character. We know that God is holy. We know that God is a protector. He's a loving God. And he's also a God of correction. He's a God of rebuke and wrath as well. Like I always tell some of my friends, sure, God is a God of love, but he's not playing with you either. Just as our parents will correct us or we correct our children when they do wrong, we forgive them for the wrong that they've done. But at some point, there is... a a way of correcting so God knowing God's ways he wants you to do well just as you would want your children to do well and I think our parents really enjoy it or they, they feel good when you come to them to ask for advice so if I'm putting in the char- God's character to be like a parent he is the father so the father would rather you seek him And in Jeremiah, the 29th chapter, the 12th verse, it says, Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will heal you. 
you will seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your heart, I will be found by you, declares the Lord. And I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. Meaning, sometimes we have lost our way. Sometimes we do need direction to get back to God, but he just simply tells you, if you call upon him, you pray to him, he'll hear you. And some people say the craziest things, oh, God don't hear the prayers of a sinner. How is that? Then how can they be redeemed if he don't hear the prayers of a sinner? So um, that would be incorrect because it simply says here, if you pray and call to the Lord, he will hear you. He will be found by you. He will restore your fortunes. That means everything you've lost or or you think you lost, God will restore you. There's nothing that's out of reach from you that you may have lost or you feel like I can never get back to my old self again or I can never get that back. That's a done deal. I messed that up. We all have made mistakes intentionally. We have all made mistakes unintentionally. But if you, I guarantee you, if you cry out to the Lord and you ask the Lord, God, forgive me for what I've done. I am lost. I am lost. He said, all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord, I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. Sometimes God will let you go on about your business. When we think we're right and something tells us we are wrong, but when we go on in that in that decision, thinking we're right, he said, okay, I'll let you go to the place where I've driven you. I'll let you go on where you think you w- was right. He said, but if you cry out to me, if you call upon me and pray to me, I'll hear you. And will you seek me with all your heart? I mean, you got to be sincere about this thing. You got to be sincere like, I'm I'm sorry. I really didn't mean for this to be like this. I don't like where I am. I made a mistake. I want my life back. I want my health back. There's some things that we do that get us in a certain place. There are some things that we have problems and issues we can't resolve. But the Lord says in Chronicles, 1 Chronicles 16, chapter 11, verse, he says, seek the Lord with all and, and his strength. Meaning sometimes we're so weak and we're so tired and worn out with the issues that we're going through in life. Seek his presence continually. Meaning if he hasn't answered you, that don't mean he doesn't hear you. That means that you come to him with the question, Lord, what do I say this? How do I say it? Lord, do I go over here or do I stay where I am? Lord, do I reach out or do I pull back or keep praying or do I keep still? And sometimes when he don't tell you anything, he means for you to continually seek him. Come to him as a resort. You know how some people say, okay, if that's your last resort, don't let God be your last resort. He says, seek him. Seek him. And I guarantee you, you will find him. He said, I will, I will, you will find me. I'm, that means I'm right here. As soon as you open your mouth with all your heart, pour out your heart to him. Even if you got to cry while you talking to him, he, it don't matter. He still hear you. So with that said, being said, my friends, God 
wants you to seek him. Even if you don't understand dreams or you don't understand why things are happening the way they happen, just continue to seek the Lord. And that's my tidbit for today, that God is waiting on you.